You're listening to Talking TV with Liz and Lindy of PureFandom.com. listeners and welcome to another episode of talking tv with liz and lindy i'm liz and i'm lindy and today we are hosting our podcast from quite possibly the most legit place we've ever done anything (laughs) before thank you so much to dk new media studio at the speakeasy in downtown indy for loaning us this amazing studio awesome awesome mics um this i'm wearing a really cool headphone or a headpiece headphone headphone set Yep, they're headphones. I mean, this is, like, I can't even adjust the volume on this thing. I know. Like, it's, when I don't want to hear what you have to say about, like, your theories, I'll what? just turn the volume down and be like, uh-huh. Oh, my uh-huh. gosh. I'm just ridiculous. kidding. No, but this place is incredible. It's awesome. We sound so legit. We've already cried about how amazing we've sounded. So if you're wondering why we sound way less janky than normal, it's DK <laughs> New Media. <laughs> Thanks so much to them. Um, and of course, we're continuing our Walking Dead recap series on Talking TV with Liz and Lindy of purefandom.com. And today we're going to recap episode, season seven, episode seven, Sing Me a Song. Um, initial thoughts for me this is what I was waiting for. Yes, I 100% agree. We've been talking about this whole season long how we were just ready for them to make some kind of progress with the plot and for it to not just focus on these single communities and these people that we weren't so invested in. Um, So this was amazing. It was incredible. So happy that they had this episode. And even if they had just focused on only Carl and Negan the whole time. Those are at least people that we care about. No offense, Oceanside. But... Well, it, we don't know them yet. No, but this was amazing. We got to see some of Michonne. We got to see some of Rick. We got to see some Rosita being real shitty to Eugene. That was uncalled for. She needs Her to emotions got in the way. Down. Her emotions got in the way, and she... It, I wasn't even mad at her for that because of what she's been going through yeah. and what she's trying to do. It was actually... A very rational way for her to act mm-hmm. it made sense okay like a lot of the other ways people have been acting does not make sense Tara in last episode at Oceanside like I didn't remember her being that like witty and yeah that being like, a part was of so her yeah, yeah I just felt like it was very out of her character and with Rosita that was very much within her character right. she's a passionate person it's true um yeah it just made sense But what did you think about, um, we've been talking a lot in these last few episodes on how The Walking Dead has been using so much of Negan to where you're almost like, ugh, enough already. They introduced more of Mm -hmm. how the saviors live, how Negan rules, and I loved it. Because we're exploring more of him. I felt like the scenes we were getting before were redundant. Yeah, this added more layers to him. Seeing his interaction with Carl, we got to see a different side of him. It wasn't just like, asshole Negan of course he was one he burnt somebody's face off Dwight style but we did get to see some more layers to him um I think it's very telling for the future of Carl and Negan's Mm -hmm. relationship um I won't say anything but I'm thinking of comic things right now I know me too that's why I'm trying not to say anything specific but I I I mean Negan even though he's evil he's just so hot (laughs) 
I just love him so much. Okay, he's not John Winchester. He's Negan right now. I know, but I can't help it. And I know it seems so wrong. What does that say about me as a person? Well, I mean, last week you were talking about how you wanted <laughs> Jesus to be your boyfriend, <laughs> and you completely ignore the fact that he does not play on your team. Okay, well, I forgot. And Tom Payne did come out, I guess, and say something about how confirming. Wait, come out? Like- no, no. <laughs> said in an interview <laughs> that, that Jesus is, is gay. So whether they'll really portray it in the show. He is. Uh, yeah. Are you going to be all right? Are yeah, you okay? I'm fine. Okay. It was just something that I forgot anyway. Okay. Um, I thought the, the most uncomfortable part of everything, which added a whole other element to Negan being a complete jerk, was the way that he treated the women there. And I think that was like Carl really saw, like, holy crap. This well, it's guy like, has issues. Well, yeah. Well, and it was serious stuff, too, because you – it wasn't just, it was almost like he respected them immensely and disrespected them immensely mm-hmm. at the same time. It was very bizarre. It was very weird. It was like, okay, so, yeah, so I think that he just, he, I couldn't believe the fact that he had like six different wives yeah. and they're supposed to respect him and he like set up this super jankety, like, I'm calling it just jankety, trashy room where they were supposed to live. I mean, they were like playing games and like, yeah, it was like a, like a true like Madame's house. <laughs> <laughs> like, and so Dwight loves his wife so much. I know. He, I think Dwight is. He is going to get Daryl out. He is going to be the key. Him and I forgot the wife's name, Sherry. I think yeah. her name is. They're gonna do something to free Daryl and help out Rick and them. Guaranteed. Oh, for sure. They're and, over it. Well, and I like that they're showing um, how they react to the way Negan treats others because, and Sherry said, I'm doing this for me. Like, we, or we did this for us. It was a decision for us. Right. But now it's starting, they're starting to see how it affects everyone else. Like that girl, that other wife who right. was seeing that other guy behind his back, behind Negan's back. He was the one that got burned on the face. Like, it's affecting everyone else. So it's almost like, Yes, we did this for us, but we can't stand to see how it's affecting everyone else. Right. And you can't live like that. No. I mean. Well, yeah, I agree. That was a very interesting point. And do you remember the part in the episode where Negan makes Carl take his eye patch off? And he kind of oh gives him crap about it. And then Carl, like, cries. Well, only out of the one eye. But, <laughs> Sorry. He starts to cry or whatever. Yeah. And Negan apologizes, but he actually sounded sincere. Like, he actually sounded like he was sorry for making him feel bad. Do you think he actually felt remorseful? I think he cares about Carl. No, I think he likes the idea of Carl. I think that was a complete manipulative move. And It worked on me. I know. It worked on me, too. I was <laughs> like, I think that's his whole point. He uses people. He has a bigger purpose for Carl. He can't decide what it is yet, but he knows it'll piss Rick off if Carl finds some sort of goodness in Negan and is Team Negan in some way. Mm -hmm. And that will further make Rick bow and obey to him. Yeah. Um, I think it was completely manipulative. I don't think he... Maybe he felt bad for like a second, but no. Because any other time Carl showed weakness... He scolded him for it, mm-hmm. and the ultimate weakness is to cry and show, like, the one thing that'll really pain you, and Carl did that, and he didn't reprimand him for that. He mm-hmm. just said, oh, well, 
no, this, see, this is what your dad needs to be doing for you. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. You know, it was like, he's totally playing him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, look at child soldiers. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, it's this false love. Yeah. It's this false sort of an endearment thing. What was going through your head when he grabbed um, Judith? Oh, I wanted to vomit. He would never hurt a baby, though. I know, but still. He threatened her, though, didn't he, at the end? He didn't threaten her. He just said, why would I keep Carl? Why should I keep Carl and Rick around at all? Mm-hmm. Why don't I just bury them and then like take that baby? Like he's trying to have a baby. Mm-hmm. He, Sherry was taking a pregnancy test, remember? And he was like, oh, maybe next time. And a couple episodes ago when we first saw where Negan lived. Yeah. I mean, it's fucked up, girl. He's so messed up. He's really messed up. I thought it was totally sick, too. It made my, uh, my stomach turn when... He got all, he said that stuff to Olivia back at Alexandria about, about <gasps> boning oh, her. Oh, yeah. And then and he, Carl was like watching and he's yes. just like, I hate you. I, this is the thing. Carl is such a little shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. But he was, he was, we have to give him credit for how much of a badass he was in the beginning of the episode. Even though he mm-hmm. should have probably never gone there in the first place, at least, you know, whatever. But um, I thought, you know, I just lost my train of thought. Well, I think Completely. this new space is, I'm like staring at all this really cool stuff I'm we like have looking and, my, and my thoughts are starting to trail because I'm like, oh, cool. Look at that other microphone oh. over there. Or we can actually <laughs> Skype people in. Like I'm mirroring my computer. Look, there's Norman. Onto, I mean, it's just so cool. Okay. I remember, well, do you remember your point? I remembered what I was going to say Okay. Now. Okay. I think he deep down is a really good person and he knows who? Right and wrong. Carl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, who, Negan? No. Yeah, I was like, Carl, what? I think fund- he is fundamentally sound, even though he's done some questionable Well, he's things. a teenager. Yeah, he has been raised by decent people, and he sees Negan, you know, and how evil he is, and I think he knows right and wrong, and I think also being raised in this world where they've just fought the whole time, and he's had experience with that. I mean, he's doing, him going there, he's doing everything that he thinks He's doing what he thinks is right. He's going to go fight because that's all he knows. And he knows yes. Negan is so bad. He would sacrifice himself for everyone else that he loves. Chandler- and he's doing it for the good of the people he loves. Yeah. And Father Gabriel reminded us of that when he said, I follow Rick because he inspires me. Yeah. He brings us together. And that's where they're going to have the upper hand over Negan and the saviors because Rick doesn't force their love. He earned it. And because of that, that is why, like when Carl said you should be scared of us. You need to kill all of us because we would all, he didn't say this part, but they would all die for one another. The saviors wouldn't. Mm-mm. Negan didn't even give a shit the two of his men were killed. Right. And that doesn't last for long. That type of leadership will not last long, especially when you see another group like Rick's group mm-hmm. who have fought and won. I mean, yeah, they're not winning right now, but they would do anything for each other, and mm-hmm. it's worked. And when you see that, you're inspired. Yeah. Not that anyone would, they or they would take any of the saviors, like unless it was like Sherry. But Sherry, you can come. Dwight, you can maybe come. Everybody else, I still would never trust Dwight ever. Would never ever trust him unless he's the reason that Daryl gets free. No. What was the deal with the key Daryl got? Him. What was that? The thing Daryl got at the end. Who slipped that under Daryl's door? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Um, and then I also want to talk about Jesus. So I'm down for that. When it said... <laughs> I know. We'll save it for last. So you have something to look forward for last. to. Um, <laughs> I think the key... My initial thought is that it was Dwight. 
Yeah. Dwight and Sherry. But then if he does leave, Negan knows where he went. And maybe he'll just start offing Rick's people until they give up where Daryl is. What Could it have been Jesus? Ooh, yeah, it could have been Jesus. Because he's got to play back into the whole thing. Like, you know, he's not going to let Carl just hang out there by himself. He's probably lurking mm-hmm. around. And he was in that, like, courtyard area. And it wasn't clear whether or not he had just arrived or was just, like, being stealth as shit. True. Sneaking around. They got sneaky Jesus. So was he... I, this is something that I didn't quite catch at the end when Jesus was on top of the truck that Negan and Carl were on when they were leaving the compound to go to back to Alexandria. They showed Jesus on the truck. And then when they left, they showed Jesus off the truck. Hmm. So did Jesus... I, oh, I think I just answered my own question. They showed Negan and Carl pulling up in the truck and Jesus was on top of it. When they left to leave out of the compound, he wasn't on it anymore. So he used that as a ride to get in. So that's when he gave Daryl the key. See, we just solved our own problem. I'm a genius. You are a genius. You also are. Wait, I came up with that. <laughs> I know. Whatever. I know, I know. Um, what else do we need to talk Oh, Michonne. What is she doing right now? First of all, I thought that beginning scene with her was really badass where she was just like whistling or humming or whatever and then she just casually chops up some zombies. I was hoping she was going to make some chain zombies again. (laughs) I don't know what she'd do with them. Yeah, I don't know. Um, She created a roadblock. What do you think her intentions are right now? She's got that savior's woman, so she's obviously heading there. Yeah, because she wants to go to Negan. Um... My thoughts are that she's being really reckless. She's just kind of like, whatever, take me to Negan. Like, what mm-hmm. are you going to do? What are, what are you going to do when you get there? Yeah. You can only machete so many people before I know. they just so, shoot you in the face. I don't know. It's, I'm kind of indifferent about it right now. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens and how it all joins up because we've got, you know, Carl went off and did this on his own. Rosita's mm-hmm. got plans of her own. Michonne has plans of her own. Imagine if they communicated the things they could do together <laughs> since they all have the same goal behind Rick's back anyway. I know. You know? I know. I just, well, with Carl, it's an excuse because he, not an excuse, but one, he's a teenager. Two, he's a teenager in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> so you're going to, whether you're a selfish person or not, Everything you do between the ages of 13 and 19 is selfish as fuck. That's just the way the world is. It's very true. I was a horrible person. I mean, and right now I'm just kind of like an okay person. But at that point in my life, I was horrible. I was was more than horrible. That's why they have us like you look your best, you know, in like your late teens. Because you're a horrible person. And I think it's the one way to redeem yourself is that you at least have good skin. Yeah. I don't know. My thoughts. <laughs> I think I'm getting off on a tangent here. I think you but, are too. But then with Michonne, she's just, I know that she's like, Duh. I just wish they could see it from Rick's point of view because right now, no one else feels the responsibility of another person's death like Rick does. Right. He is ultimately, you know, it's the burden of being the leader. He is given he has this this guilt because his job is to protect them. So when someone else dies and everyone's like, well, why aren't you doing anything about it? It's like, okay, so it's my fault they died. It's my fault I can't come up with revenge. It's my fault I couldn't protect you all in the first place. No one else feels this weight. So therefore, no one can understand his decisions fully. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see 
if that'll ever get solved. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that Maggie can be the spokesperson for that because people listen to her and I feel like she would be the one person that would understand that. And so when everything comes to a head, when everyone, I'm assuming, ultimately teams up and goes against Negan together, that'll be the point that is made between all these different leaders. Like, hey, we do this because so you don't have to. We carry this so mm-hmm. you don't have to. Yeah. So try to understand the decisions I'm making and being such assholes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Does and that make sense? It does make sense. And with Rick, there was like this whole other added layer because he has, he almost had to cut off his own son's arm. You know, his kids it gets could personal. very easily be killed. And Sorry, so, I'm taking my earrings off. This headphone thing is like, <laughs> I was like trying to Alert, alert. It. Liz is moving her earrings I know, out of I'm her sorry. ears. I'm sorry. So if there's like muffling right now, I apologize. It's going to be way we better. We forgive in a you. Second. Okay. Anyway, so Rick has that to worry about as uh-huh. well. Because um, who else has kids that they have to worry about? Um, I think Michonne looks at Carl like a child, but it's different if it's not. Right. And Maggie will have a child, but I don't think it's not the same, I don't think, yet as well, and almost th- having to I think kill they your all own look, son. You know, I think though, even. It could have been anyone but Carl, and he would have reacted the same way. Yeah. So I think it's fair to say that they all love each other just like a family yeah. member at this point. I mean, look at how Daryl. Daryl didn't say anything to Negan ever, and he was like, why do you have him here, like mm-hmm. in his brothel? Yeah. Don't If you do anything to hurt him, I'll... Like, you know, he automatically was in, like, you know, uncle mode yeah. to Carl. So it's That's just... And, and I think that validates... Which, which was kind of the under the hidden theme I think of this episode was how much all of these people love each other yeah you know it's what Carl did was out of love for his people yeah as stupid as it was stupid as it was. I mean well okay so let's shift gears a little bit and talk okay. about next week because okay. um, it's the mid-season finale right and that's the last one we'll have until like February right I think you're right yeah Okay. So if you, well, and a part of this prediction for next week, I, it looked like Spencer was kind of going rogue and trying to win the favor of the saviors. God. He sucks so much. Um, I've been saving a meme for our Instagram that talks about how much Spencer sucks. So make sure you <laughs> check out our Instagram at pure underscore fandom because I'm going to post that immediately after this recording. <coughs> um, but I think... Um, he has some sort of secret agenda that is going to make him like the pet, teacher's pet, Negan's teacher's pet, because he was like, yeah, he, you know, found all that canned goods, and he's like, I'm going to give them that and do more, too. And it was like, well, what the hell is that supposed to mean? So do you think next week he's going to try and, like... Hmm. I do have a prediction, but it what? has something to do with the comics, so I can't say it. Um, well, let me give my prediction then because okay. I don't know anything that happens with Spencer in the comics. Well, it doesn't, it's not Spencer. It happens with a different character, but it seems like maybe Spencer could take the storyline from a different character. Okay, well, I don't know anything about Tell the comics years. except for um, Negan, like just in general, like yeah. his Wikipedia page, so I don't know anything. Okay. So I think what Spencer is going to try to do is make Negan appoint him like the leader of Alexandria like hey Rick sucks you don't have to worry about me ever 
not obeying you or not getting you food. Look at all this food I got you. Um, I'm Team Negan. Make me the leader. I think if he did that, Negan would um, kill Spencer in front of Rick and be like, see, Rick, I have your back. Keep working for me because I think he knows Rick is the leader and he's the only one that they'll listen to. Yeah, because Negan's not an idiot. Yeah. He's, he's not. He knows he needs Rick in order yeah. to gain everybody else. I could see Spencer getting, like, murdered for trying to betray him. Although, oh, my God, that would be so awesome. At some point, they're going to figure out that Maggie's still alive and that they lied. And Ooh, I think I that's going to be that. the catalyst into the whole thing. I think that's something that's going to happen. I think, I don't know exactly if it could be Spencer that spills the beans or if they find her there or what happens, but I think they're going to find out that she's alive and I think Negan's going to get real shitty with Rick what if he's about to kill Spencer and Spencer's like, wait, I know that Rick is already betraying you. Maggie's alive. And then it's like, ugh. Oh, yeah. That's 100% going to happen. That's when it'll hit the fan for sure. That's going to happen. So next week, I'm trying to think where they would end. It's obviously going to end cliffhanger style. And I'm trying to think what the big thing is next week that's going to happen that we're going to have to wait two months to figure out what comes next. Um, I don't think it needs to be a death necessarily because that's no. kind of a cheap way out. And there's so much going on right now that keeps me wanting more that they don't need to resort to that. Um, but I think it'll be... We will what? see care. I think in the previews we see um, Morgan. So I think we're going to. I'm sorry. Who's Morgan? <laughs> I think we're Who gonna, are Morgan and Carol? I, have no I don't idea. know who those characters are. Um, you know, the tiger. Oh, right. The, yeah, the badass cast the badass members that we haven't seen tiger, yeah. in episodes. Exactly. I think that Ugh. we're going to see a bit of them. Okay. So. I just, I mean, I don't know why we're theorizing here. We all know <laughs> that everything comes to a blow with Carol writing Shiva and just eating every savior <laughs> and then just like shrugging again saying I had to do it again I mean talk about the person that's really carrying the weight Carol Carol always Carol she's amazing what if she poisons them all with cookies <laughs> or what if she makes pot brownies and then they all get really high and then she lures them into like a field of walkers <laughs> No, yes. shroom shroom brownies. So that oh, way she can really Lord, mess with them. Yeah, why don't they do something like that? This this could have all been over if the we had been killer. the... The psychedelic. The psychedelic silent. silent killer. Yeah, so if we were the leaders of any of these yeah. communities, this would have been handled. Yeah, just drug your food. God, these people are idiots. I'm just saying. Idiots. Do you think that, um, you know, Oceanside's got the all the weapons there do you think that oh duh yeah I forgot about that do you think they're gonna come into play I don't think I don't know that they come into play right away maybe not next week in the finale yeah. but I think or you know how last week we were talking about how Tara will eventually spill the beans on Oceanside and their weapons once she actually sees Negan's wrath firsthand because she's the only one that hasn't yet mm -hmm. of our core group right and maybe that will happen next week and then it'll allude to the fact that she's like I know someone that can help yeah. and then when the show picks up that's when they'll go to Oceanside maybe it'll be um Negan and them about to kill someone and she says you know don't I have something I don't even think it'll be that I think she'll just see something horrible happen and tell Rick yeah we I have someone that can help that has weapons yeah 
I, I don't think that it would she'd give she would give Oceanside up Negan, right away no. because that would just kind of be pointless for the story because it's like their one and only hope right now in terms of having Armory but Spencer for sure is going to do something really awful he will do something stupid next week something Guarantee so it. stupid Ugh, he's gone like him. season two Carl on us he's the worst I know and I still can't think of anything except um, One Tree, one tree Hill, Hill because he's so <laughs> good in One Tree Hill why would he do this? I don't know. Dang He's it, the worst. Spence. I don't have a question for you today. I was about to say, what's my question today? Um, I can try to think of one for you. Um, um, Ooh, I have one for you. Ooh, okay, tell me. Okay. If you were given the choice to either, you know, say you were in Sherry's situation and like what it seems like a lot of the other wives, situ- how they ended up being a wife of Negan, would you choose to be a wife of Negan? If that was like your only choice, or what? What was their other option? Just to be put out into the world where they didn't have any kind of anything. I think it was no. I think it's different for every person. So like Sherry wanted to be put out into the world. So I think she sacrificed her or sacrificed that so Dwight could live. Would you do that so Brad could live? Oh God, yeah. You would just be like a hoe. I would hoe it out for my real husband. (laughs) I yes. guess. <laughs> this is a terrible I know. Thing to it's talk. a good one, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I would guess too, if it was life or death, because, I mean, you would always hope that there was a way out. You know what I mean? Right. You, I mean, why get your husband killed if you don't know if there's a way to possibly escape mm-hmm. in, in the future? I mean, you would have to hope. And That's because, so depressing. Well, but because <laughs> they have that hope makes me, to bring everything full circle to what we first discussed, because they have that hope, means maybe they will eventually help Rick and Co. I think so. I, I definitely think so. What, what would you, you would do the same, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, it's Jeffrey Morgan, like for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that earlier. You made fun of me. No, I'd be like, listen, I didn't make fun of you. I just made you see reality, but we're taking that out of the picture So you'd now. be like a Khaleesi to Cal Drogo. How she like. No, 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 no. I would just tell him, I'd be like, listen. This I will only agree to this if you role play as John Winchester. Oh my god! And I'm not going to go any further because oh. it'll get a little too risque even for this podcast. Oh my god! You're welcome. All right, everyone. I'm I acting think, like I think that's terrible, but I'm thinking about it now. So see, I like where your head's at. Thank you. You're welcome. Best friends for life. High five. I hope that picked up on our fancy new microphones. <laughs> um, okay, well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. Again, I'm Liz. I'm Lindy. And this is Talking TV, uh, one of PureFandom.com's amazing podcasts. Make sure you check out our podcast hub. Is that what we're calling it? Oh, yeah. Okay, our podcast hub. We have Brad and Court Talk. If you're a fan of any sci-fi show, they have all the exclusives you could ever want. Currently, they're doing Matt Damon and Ben Affleck's new show, Incorporated, and the hit new um, series, Van Helsing, which was just renewed for a season two we also have super talk our supergirl podcast which is new to us this year um i still need to catch up on supergirl it's so good i watched season one and loved it i want to catch up on it now that there's that amazing new couple in it oh yeah maggie and alex yes i've been seeing so much um about how amazing they are that i kind of want to watch it i know (laughs) i know and i loved her anyways even before this storyline so i'm like crap i have to catch up and the one girl is lexi from Grey's anatomy yes that's alex Alex Danvers, Supergirl's sister. I want to see it. Well, like stepsister, but adopted sister. Anyways. Then we also have, um, what other podcasts do we have? Oh, duh. Star Wars. Star Wars Theory Series. Um, That's the one that I use to force my brothers to hang out with me. 
Um, this week we talked all things Kyber crystals and it was pretty awesome. It was really nerdy. All three of my brothers were on it. So make sure you check it out. And um, we have a bunch of other fun Star Wars news coming up. One of our writers, Hannah, is a big Star Wars fan. And so we have some really cool content coming up to get ready for Rogue One. Mm -hmm. So make sure you check that out. Um, You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at pure underscore fandom. Facebook.com slash be pure fandom. (laughs) And if you want to write for us, email Liz at purefandom.com. Well, hopefully we'll bring on even more writers this week. We've been getting tons of inquiries. Yep. Because we're awesome. We're awesome. They're awesome. You're awesome. Everything's awesome. Jesus' hair is awesome. Jeffrey Dean Morgan's face is awesome. Oh, God. He's perfect. Jeffrey Dean Morgan holding a baby, but on mute like so you can't hear what he's saying is my awesome. ovaries were exploding but I was also angry at the same time so I wasn't sure if I was having some weird like hate sex thing happening <laughs> or if <laughs> I'm gonna say I was just like what is going on um yeah what Liz said until next time <laughs> we'll leave you with that guys we'll leave you with that all right guys capes out <laughs>